And I first want to read from Isaiah, chapter 5, verses 1 to 7, the parable of the vineyard. Isaiah 5, verses 1 to 7. And there we read the word of God. Let me sing now for my well-beloved, a song of my beloved concerning his vineyard. My well-beloved had a vineyard on a fertile hill. He dug it all around, removed its stones, and planted it with the choicest vine. And he built a tower in the middle of it, and also hewed it out, hewed out a wine vat in it. Then he expected it to produce good fruit, good grapes, but it produced only worthless ones. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? Why, when I expected it to produce good grapes, did it produce worthless ones? So now let me tell you what I'm going to do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge and it will be consumed. I will break down its wall and it will become trampled ground. I will lay it waste. It will not be pruned or hoed, but briars and thorns will come up. I will also charge the clouds to rain no rain on it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel. And the men of Judah, his delightful plant. Thus he looked for justice, but behold, bloodshed. For righteousness, but behold, a cry of distress. And let's now turn to the New Testament. John 15, Gospel according to John chapter 15, we'll read the verses 1 to 8. And there the Lord Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. And the focus will mainly be on verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, 
and my words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Shall we pray? Lord God, Heavenly Father, speak to us through your servant. May he proclaim your word in its fullness, with clarity and boldness. Enlighten our hearts and minds that we may understand and embrace what you wish to say to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, in John 15, we hear the New Testament song of God's vine. It's part of Christ's farewell. Shortly after he had celebrated the Passover with his disciples and instituted the Lord's Supper. The time to say farewell has come. Jesus is about to die and to go to the Father. In his final words, Jesus warns, Jesus wants to assure his followers, also you and me, that he's not going to desert us. Even though we will no longer enjoy his physical presence. With the metaphor of the vine and the branches, Christ indicates that he will still maintain an intimate relationship with his believers. Even after his departure, Christ reveals the secret of being in Christ and living from his fullness. And we'll preach on that under the theme, the song of God's vine. The song of God's vine, it will note two things. Firstly, Christ is the true vine and through him we live and bear fruit. Christ uses a very familiar image in the Old Testament, God compared Israel, his Old Testament covenant people, with a vine or vineyard. Think of Psalm 80 and Isaiah 5, from which we read. This metaphor strongly appealed to the people of Canaan. After all, Canaan was perfectly suited for vineyards. Canaan was called the land of the vineyard. And the vine had, a, had at a certain point of time even become the national symbol of the Jews. In the Old Testament, God had chosen this metaphor to, in order to illustrate his relationship with his people. God had planted Israel in Canaan as his vine. It paid all attention to it. 
so that it would flourish there to his honour and joy. Well, now we hear Jesus Christ saying, I am the true vine. How can Jesus say this? Isn't Israel God's vine? What is Jesus trying to say? Is he suggesting that Israel is no longer God's vine? And that he is now God's true vine? Well, beloved, Christ is proclaiming the fulfillment of that Old Testament image. Israel was an imperfect shadow of what was to come. Israel failed to produce the fruit God sought in her. Israel showed itself to be an unfruitful vine. And Christ now declares himself to be the fulfillment of that poor shadow. The truth itself. What Israel should have been but in fact never was that Christ is. He is the true, perfect vine that never disappoints. A real delight to the Father. Something Father can be proud of and take pleasure in. A plant by which the Father is truly glorified. This is what Israel should have been, but clearly never was. Christ indicates that God will never find full satisfaction and joy in his vine apart from him. He is the one who makes all the difference, the one who makes the vineyard worthwhile, God's treasure, pleasure and glory. Beloved Christ teaches us to distinguish clearly between the vine and the branches. When you walk through a vineyard in blossom, the branches automatically catch your attention. And you could then think that the branches are the vine. That those branches with a blossom or fruit, is what it's all about. But Christ reminds us, those branches, no matter how numerous and large, are only branches. The stem that carries the branches, that is the vine. That's what everything depends on. And as Christ indicates to his disciples, to us, our humble position. We are only branches. He is the vine. And in fact, it's the vine itself that produces the fruit. The branches don't produce it. The branches only carry it. Beloved, what a shock these words must have been for the self-conscious Jews of those days. 
in pride, they consider themselves to be the vine of the Lord. And what a shock these words must also be for the Christian who boasts about his achievements. Look what I have done for God and for his kingdom. God must be proud of me. But Christ says, if you look closely, then you'll discover that the whole plant, all the branches, are carried by the stem. God's people are in reality no more than, but also no less than, branches. Christ is divine. He carries everything. He produces fruit. Everything depends on him. Brothers and sisters, this is a wonderful message for us, God's people. Look how intimate our relationship with the Lord is. When you believe in Jesus Christ, you are so closely connected to him as the branches of the vine are connected to its stem. It couldn't be more intimate. We're literally joined together with Christ. We cannot be vine branches without being joined to the vine. And now the sap from the vine can pass on to us the branch. And we can in Christ and all his benefits. Beloved, hear Christ say to you, you are the branches. God wants you to be nothing less than that. Let no false humility, no fear of man, no doubt or unbelief as to what you feel able to do keep you from saying, I am a branch with all that it entails. I am a branch, utterly helpless and yet clearly set apart for a God and man. I will be as dedicated to the work of bearing fruit as divine itself. I will be a branch, nothing in myself, and yet resting and rejoicing in faith that Christ will provide for all. Yes, by his grace, I'll be nothing less than a branch and all he wants it to be, that through me, Christ may bring forth fruit. You are branches. You don't need to be anything more than branches. You don't for a single moment need to take upon yourself the responsibility of the vine. You need not at all be anxious as to how you are to understand this mystery or work out its blessing. The vine will give all and work all. 
The Father, the vine dresser, watches over your union with Christ and your growth in Christ the vine. You need be nothing more than a branch, only a branch. And beloved, this also shows how essential it is to remain in Christ. What is a vine branch without a vine? The vine or stem takes care of the life-giving sap. Without it, there'd be no life, no growth, no blossom or fruit. Without Christ, you'd be lifeless and fruitless, worthless firewood. Christ says, apart from me, you can do nothing. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself, it stays connected to the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you abide or remain in Christ. It's impossible to live a spiritual life, to serve God, and to bear fruit apart from Christ. Branches have no source of life in themselves. Thus I have no source of life in myself. Of myself I am dead in sin, unable to do good. A self-centered life Independent of Christ amounts to death, spiritual death. But beloved, when you truly believe in Christ, then your life becomes Christ-centered. And that makes a world of difference. A source of energy, life-giving sap, then flows into your life. His energy then nourishes and sustains you, just as the roots and the trunk of a grapevine produce the energy that nourishes and sustains its branches while they develop their fruit. You are enabled to live a spiritual life, to serve him effectively and to bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. What a plea to abide in Christ every moment. You only have to go back to the vine to see how true this is. Look again at that little branch, utterly helpless and fruitless, unless it receives sap from the vine. The deep conviction of not being able to do anything apart from Christ is just what we need to teach us to abide in our heavenly vine. This is the aim of the pruning which Christ speaks about. 
all that trust in self, in our own wisdom and strength, must be removed so that our confidence may be in Christ alone. Apart from me, nothing. Let your heart go out to what Christ is and does. Begin each day with Christ. Meet each challenge in life. Engage in every task with your ears, eyes and heart open to Christ. Receive his grace and spirit. Then you will say with increasing confidence, I am weak, then I am strong. For then Christ's power becomes visible. Then you could say with Paul, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The sense of helplessness compels us to abide in Christ. And this leads to true fruitfulness and diligence in good works. Christ encourages us in our text by assuring us that he who abides in him and Christ in him bears much fruit. And note, this is not a command here. No, it's a promise. When you truly believe in Jesus Christ, you are united with him. And then you have no reason to despair. Christ does not, not leave you to your own resources. When you maintain that close relationship with Christ, like a branch closely connected to the vine, then Christ also remains in you. And then his life-giving sap continues to flow in and through you. That is the secret of bearing much fruit. Brothers and sisters, soon we hope to celebrate the Lord's Supper. And note how close the relationship between Christ and us is. Symbolically, we hope to take his flesh and blood. Through the Holy Spirit, we may be united more and more to his sacred body so that we are flesh of his flesh and bone of his bones. Christ gave his body and blood so that we may be one with him like the branches on a vine. And he wishes to nourish and refresh us with his crucified body and shed blood to life eternal. It is as certain as you in faith receive with your mouth those holy signs of bread and wine. At the table we confess that our life is truly Christ-centered. Everything is from him 
and through him. To him be all glory for my life, my Christian life, and for the fruits of faith. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, thank you for giving us your son as the true vine who guarantees much fruit to your glory. Grant each one of us true faith through which we become one with Christ. Help us to remain in Christ. That we constantly fix our eyes on him. Expecting everything from him. Everything needed to lead a Christian life and to be a fruit. Make us branches. Nothing more and nothing less than branches that we may bear much fruit for your pleasure and to your glory. Hear us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us now sing a response from Psalter Hymnal number 180.